Thank you for tuning in and welcome to another epic edition of the Jerry Jones Show. Hosted by Jerry Jones, along with his sidekick, Kevin Anderson. Each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Jerry Jones here. And with me today, I have a very special guest. And we're taking a bit of a U-turn, not a U-turn, but I think maybe a turn in a completely different direction. So maybe about a, you know, one, uh, maybe about a 270 degree turn. And um, uh, I've maybe in the in the last 20 years, I think I've interviewed maybe two or three attorneys. Um, and today I've got an attorney on the line with me. Um, but here's the cool part. After we're done in the next 45 minutes or so, um, you're going to see why uh, he's a cool attorney, and uh, I'm, I'm proud to call him a, a colleague and a friend, um, and with us today, we have uh, Mr. Ben Glass. Um, ben is a, uh, well, I'm going to let Ben tell all about Ben, um, but I think you guys are going to have a great time. We're going to be covering a variety of topics here in the next uh, 45 minutes or so, and um, this is one of those interviews that you really want to pay close attention to. Um, I mean, really pay close attention to. This isn't something to just, you know, put in your car and listen as you're driving to work. Um, you might want to sit down and study what what we're going to cover. So um, without any further delay, uh, Ben, welcome to the show and um, welcome to our program. It's uh, it's an honor to have you on here. Well, thanks, Jerry. Um, and that's a great introduction. And uh, as you and I were discussing, you know, before we went live here, um, it's, it's a cool week to be talking to you because we have just, um, we'll talk about my two businesses, but we've just moved into fantastic new um, space here in Fairfax County, Virginia. I'm right outside of Washington, D.C. Um, we've built out 8,000 square feet. We've got two businesses. We've got a 1,100 square foot training center, state-of-the-art training center, and I'm really enjoying um, my life. Um, I turned uh, 60 years old in February. I'm a full-time practicing attorney. I've also built an information marketing business. So we teach solo and small firm lawyers, um, how to build better practices. And, you know, the guys and gals who are in my group, by and large, are not the folks you see on TV advertising. They're not on billboards. Um, they're mom and pa. They're, they're running offices not a whole lot different from the offices your dentists are running. Mm -hmm. We're delivering something different, but we're serving the same people. Like we're serving um, folks and families in our communities. Uh, so we're trying to make an impact there. We're trying, obviously, to have to make profitable business. But most importantly, you know, we're trying to help lawyers build businesses that they actually like walking <laughs> into on Monday yeah. morning. And so many business owners, they got a job and they, and they don't really like it. And so, and so that's what you know. I continually strive for. We teach. I think we're doing a pretty good job. We're doing a really good job of it, actually, because uh, my team and I we like coming to work. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm. Uh, I'm. I've got. Uh, I'm. You know, most known for. I guess I'm dad to nine. So we have nine children. The youngest is 16. We've got two in college, and the rest are right. Three teenagers at home, two in college, and the rest are up and out, um, making uh, grandkids. Um, so I have a, a busy, productive, um, but uh, sort of fun, really fun life. Yeah. Um, I want you to talk about that because, you know, at the end of the day, we could, we could have the biggest business. We could have all the money in the world. Um, you know, we could have uh, even have successful children. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I want to spend a minute on this because I don't think there's enough attention paid to um, intentional design of a business to support what it is that you want. And um, I, I think you're a master at it. And I've watched how you've built yeah. your business over the years. So let's talk, talk a little bit about that. So, so first, you know, you step back in time. So young lawyer, law school, early in the profession, all you are taught and all you see and all you experience is work, 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 how many hours can you bill, go to this seminar, go to this networking luncheon, all of this stuff. And, um, you know, the sad part is for, for lawyers is very few people are out there telling young lawyers, um, let's, you know, what, what, what would you like your life to look like, first of all? What would be a, a perfect life for you? And let's 
as you say, give some intentionality to that. Um, I mean, and let me give you permission to think about that. Um, and then now let's build a business that supports that. And what's really cool, Jerry, is so, so I have lots of lawyers in our great legal marketing group who come to me 20 and 30 years in, right? And they're like, I'm burned out. I'm going to make one last try of this, you know, because I really am not really happy. Right. And I have piles and piles and piles of testimonials from lawyers who say, and from their spouses who say, um, wow, you know, I'm excited about the practice again. And I think what we have done is we've given them permission to reject whatever noise they're hearing out there about you need to keep doing this or stay in this niche or, you know, advertise this way. And we say, no, 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 no. Just close your eyes for a moment and think, what would you like to be walking into two, three, four years from now? What would that feel like, look like? What kind of clients would you serve? Who would you be working with? Let's write that down, okay? Don't, don't worry about the objections. Don't worry about what costs too much or you know, people might not like me or whatever. Let's, let's just think about that because uh, you're right. Um, uh, hardly anyone gives people the permission to go think about that. And, uh, and crafting that, what I have found over and over is crafting a vision and making that vision as clear and as real as I can in my head and then on paper and then starting, here's the magic. You start to tell people, this is what I'm building. So I started, you know, 18 months ago, I'm building this fantastic new center that's going to be a real resource for young lawyers. We're going to be an inspiration in the community. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to have in it. And Jerry, when I first started talking about this, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know where it would be, I, I, but I visioned what it would actually feel like. And when you do that, when you, when you carefully articulate the vision, I think you just see things in the world differently. It's kind of like when you buy the, we just bought a, we downsized, you'll like this. We downsized to a minivan, right? <laughs> I had a <laughs> and we bought this oh, Honda Odyssey, the state-of-the-art Honda Odyssey and it's dark maroon. Well, hell, as soon as I got it, every third car in the road is a dark maroon <laughs> Honda Odyssey because, because my brain's looking for it. So anyway, yeah. that's kind of a long way of saying, Give yourself permission, take a deep breath. I, I, I call it calling time out, right, from the world, disconnect. And let's just redream. If we were starting this over, what would we be building towards? Um, and uh, you can't talk to a whole lot of people about this because they'll think you're weird and they'll tell you that you can't do it. But the successful, happy professionals I know, not just lawyers, but the dentists, the doctors, the chiropractors who I know, um, <laughs> this is what they've done. Um, this is the process that they've gone through. Mm -hmm. I, you know, um, you, you said, you said uh, a couple of key, well, one major keyword. Um, you said so much in that. I mean, I, I wrote some stuff down because um, what's interesting then right now is I'm in the, I'm in the process personally of the way you put it, redreaming or revisioning, reimagining yeah. what, what my company looks like. And um, I, this isn't this interview isn't about me, but it, I think it'll bring some perspective, perhaps to to, to additional perspective to what you're saying. Um, in May, I mean that's what four or three months ago, four months ago, I sold my dental office, and it, it seems like every interview I've done with someone since that I've mentioned that because it was such a it, it was such a, a life change for me. It was part of my plan to to eventually sell that, and it's sold. But now I. My dad asked me after after the after the sale closed, and then he goes, "How are you feeling?" I said, "I feel great, except I've got this big giant empty space in my head that has been occupied for 15 years, and now it's not, and I don't know what to do with it." And so it's taken me four months to just sort of you know cleanse and and let go of some of the things that have you know that were part of that, and then now it gives me an opportunity to re revision or reimagine or redream what Jerry Jones Direct is going to look like because I haven't had the energy to do that for a long time. So um, I, I think what you just said, if we ended the interview right here, right now, I think we would, <laughs> uh, you would have made a massive impact on our listeners. Um, permission, right? I mean, yeah. the thing that you and I have in common is we met the same guy one time um, and, and he gave us permission to be who, who it is we wanted to be. He gave us permission to sit down and say, hey, what do I, how do I want to live my life? How do I want my business to look? And, you know, it doesn't have to look and feel and be like everyone else's. 
And I think that's just, you know, I think where you're going with that is just absolutely incredible. That mission, you know, what is your mission, vision? Yeah. And so Ben, I mean, how important is that? How important is a vision, uh, having a vision, having a mission, developing core values? In other words, the things that adhere to the people, how important is that in business to you? Yeah. Well, you know, you're, 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 you're touching all of my hotspots because I could, <laughs> I could do this for hours because for so many years, I, d I didn't know anything at all about this, right? I, I didn't, I, you know, you would read stuff when you're younger and you go, okay, that's cool, but I don't know anybody that's talking about this. I don't yeah. know anybody I can go talk to about this. I don't, I don't even know how to do it. Um, it's absolutely critical. So let's just talk about um, core values first because the, the way that I have gotten to a place where I really enjoy coming to work is that I've got people, I think most of whom would tell you that they would take a bullet for me. That, and that's a strong statement. Um, but what I have been able to do is to be able to clearly articulate. So you don't go create core values. You, you really look inside you. Jerry Jones, what do you stand for? What do you think is the right way to treat people, both patients, customers, clients, folks that you work with, your vendors, what is, what is it that you want to be known as in terms of, you know, your relationship to the world, I think. And that really is what core values is all about. And when, so you, so you figure that out what that is for yourself. Again, you write it down, you refine it. And then in, in terms of a business, you, you take that to the team and you say, look, I've been thinking a lot about Ben Glass Law and what, what we stand for and, and how we actually, not, not something like we dream about, but how do we actually interact with the world now? What, what makes us really, truly different? Not, you know, we're aggressive and we're the best and all that BS you see in advertising. What makes us different? And you take that to the team and the team will help you refine that. And you, your job as the owner is to listen and to not object because the team deals with people. And they say, okay, so we're going we're gonna to write this um, we're going to write this down now. And whenever something comes up, right, because life isn't perfect and crap comes up, we're going to look to the core values first because those core values, when done correctly, are going to direct us to the answer. So we don't have to waste a lot of time and energy figuring out what's the right thing to do in this case because it's on the wall. It tells us what to do. The other thing then uh, in terms of uh, when you have clearly articulated core values is you go out to the world and you look for people who, uh, you know, when you're looking for employees and team members who, who match that, who already match that. And you boldly say, this is what, this is what we are and this is how we treat people. And so you hope to attract the right folks. But then when you find out that someone is not a core value match, they have to go. They have to go really fast away because it's deadly, in my view, to have – you work so hard as the business owner, right? You're delivering the dental services, your, your folks are. You're, you're marketing, right? You're doing something to get folks to make the phone ring. And for the patient who walks into a practice, if there's any – if they experience any sort of disconnect from what you say, Jerry Jones, you are about, that's a, that's a killer, right? It's a buzz killer. And so to the extent that that's caused by people or your processes, if your processes aren't great, right, then um, you have to change that and you have to root, you know, ruthlessly, meaning you have to know it exists and you have to take care of it fast because it can be slowed down. So, um, so it, it, you know, I, I recommend, in fact, I just brought it in today, Vern Harnish's book, um, Scaling Up, is a great start if folks have never um, looked at that and looked at uh, the whole concept of core values yeah. um, and it's not something they taught in law school I, I'm pretty much predict although I've never been they didn't teach it in dentistry school either <laughs> right no, they don't. probably not a whole lot of seminars in dentistry about it because there aren't any in law in law no um, it's a it's not talked about enough and um, I think you know the the very the, you know the, the the veneer you just touched on on the surface is you know, it's, uh, it, there's so much to this and there's so many impacts on how this yeah. is, you know, uh, I mean, it's not, it's so far above, Hey, let's just put, now that we've got them, let's just hang them on the wall. Um, it's <laughs> leadership, it's living them, it's demonstrating them. Um, we had an occurrence yesterday. Um, 
And I was so proud of the way, not yesterday, a couple of days ago, I was so proud of the way my team handled it. We found a, an issue with one of our vendors and uh, it was affecting one of our members. And so um, one, of our, one, of our, one of the people who are on the front lines found it. They brought it up to their supervisor and the supervisor took action. And I just happened to see the, the traffic the communication in our, in our um, project management software. And I, I, that was an opportunity for me to say, hey, um, the way you guys handled this is demonstration of the values that we hold, you know, as a company. And, and I, you know, and I linked it to the value, you know, this is, you know, here's the core value that we have. And here's what you did that demonstrated that core value, you know, excellent job. Um, and, you know, I think that that's, that's taken it a little bit further. That's, that's showing them that, hey, these, these core values matter, and they really do impact how we serve our members and how our members are perceived in the community, which really is more important to me, you know, is than anything else. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, there's so much value to, to going through that exercise and working with your team and, and helping extract those things because to do it on your own is damn tough and you won't have it right. You won't have it hundred percent right. So you have to get input from the people who, who, who are living with you in that business. Um, yeah, you know, there's another big thing here, just to link back to a moment to our friend Dan Kennedy, which is because so few people are introduced to these high-level leadership concepts, it's critical that ma and pa in the field, right, the guy and gal running a small dentistry practice, a small law practice, whatever, it's critical that you find other people, they don't have to be dentists, right, but other small biz owners who think like we do because it's it's just so rare and again it sounds weird so if someone was listening into this conversation and they didn't know like what world they had just dumped into they would think this is a weird way to talk about building a business it is it's kind of fake right it's just what they write about in books but nobody really does it you need to really get into you know small group mastermind groups start one yourself things like that um uh so that you can feed off of each other on this mindset stuff. And we haven't even talked about marketing yet, which is what we were going to talk about. But this mindset stuff is absolutely critical because if you don't get it, if your team doesn't like buy into this deal, it doesn't matter what kind of marketing, advertising, you know, how the phones ran. It just doesn't matter, right? If yeah. you have sort of bad thinking going on. Yeah. Um, you sort of, I don't know if it was a confession admission or I don't know what it was earlier. You, you made mention that for the longest time you didn't buy into any of this. And, um, yeah. I, I had a, a, a similar call to this uh, interview um, with uh, another gentleman you'll know, uh, Dustin Burleson. And right. um, Dustin, and, and I admitted to Dustin, because we talked a little bit about this, uh, and intentionally we talked about it. And here I think it was accidental, but I'm sure glad we're bringing it up because it's, it's huge. But I made the admission or confession to, to, to Dustin that for the first 15 years in business, I didn't pay any of this any attention. I gave it lip service, but I did not. I did not understand it, and um, and it really hasn't started to sink in until perhaps the last twelve months. I mean, it's really now starting to yeah. penetrate. After after paying attention to it for four or five years, it's really just now starting to seep through my thick, you know, fat head. And um, uh, it, it, what I found is that when you think about these things you begin to see a path that wasn't clear before. And it's yeah. almost certain not the same path that I would be on otherwise. Um, it sent and me in a different actually, direction. Yeah. It was, and it's actually good news because a lot of the dentists you coach and a lot of the lawyers I coach, they're not fresh out of law school, right? They've, they've been no. doing this for a while. Yeah. And to hear you say, and to hear me say that at a certain point in their career, they're able to really change your whole outlook on life and that there's a path to that, and there's gurus and books and stuff that will help you, that's, that's got to be refreshing and rejuvenating because if dentists are anything like lawyers, okay, most of the lawyer meetings, if you walk into a general lawyer, social, or continuing education thing, they're miserable, and all you hear is about how, they, how difficult it is, right? <laughs> and so you and I are like, we're, we're jazzed about this. Yeah. Know, like we're we're refreshed and you and you need to know so if you're listening to this call you need to know that there are people like jerry and i out there and there's there's probably some in your community and you got to hang with them 
um, because there definitely is a pathway to, um, you know, just thinking more brightly, really, more happily, I guess, if that's a word, um, about your life and your business. It's there. Yeah, agreed 100%. Um, and, and, and you're right. You're also absolutely correct when uh, I won't drag this on too much longer in this topic because we do have quite a bit to cover. Um, I'm headed off in a couple of days uh, to Vancouver, Canada. It's just only a couple hundred miles away from me. And uh, I'm meeting with a guy. Uh, well, I'm meeting with three different guys. There's going to be four of us in a room for about a day and a half, a small, ma very small mastermind. One guy yeah. sold his uh, insurance um, uh, software business. Another guy has sold his restaurant uh, marketing and coaching and, and marketing business. And another guy is like, a, he's a, a, a consultant for companies that put people in rooms, seminars. And all three totally different businesses, but the commonalities among the four of us are so, there's so many commonalities. And, um, and, and so the, not, they're not in the business I'm in, but I derive so much value from being around them for a day and a half that, I mean, I can't even put a price on it. Um, and so I think it's absolutely crucial uh, for folks to understand that you're almost better off not being in the room sometimes with the same professions. Oh. It's good to be, and I think I think you should be, but I think it's also as valuable, in some cases more valuable perhaps, yeah. to be in a room where people are not in your business because they don't have the biases, they don't have the hangups, they're going to ask you different questions, they're going to push yep. you harder. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's some advantages there. And so what I'm saying is if you're a dentist and you're listening to this and, and you want to surround yourselves with a different group of people who will challenge you. I would, I mean, if I were you, I'd call Ben and I would, I would see what I could do to get into Ben's world because you're not going to hear what Ben is talking about in any circle of dentistry. And so, I mean, how, how rewarding could that possibly be? I mean, hugely rewarding. So, um, all right, Ben, so let's talk about marketing. So, um, this is a, the way you do marketing is almost the antithesis of the way every legal business in the world does marketing. Um, so you named off earlier some of the ways that, you know, attorneys market, giant yellow page ads, ton, you know, Google pay-per-click, um, giant billboards, radio ads, TV ads. I mean, you know, and you see these uh, sometimes off-putting ads for, you know, uh, for attorneys or you see a lot of the Sokolov law attorneys, you know, I mean, they're, you know, if you've been affected by H1B1 and, and you, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, but you don't do that. And I think you've done, I think you've done your clients in the legal profession a huge favor by reversing, in a sense, the way you market your business. And I think dentists can learn a huge lesson from what we're about to cover. So why don't you take us through um, the way you do that and the process, how you got there, what it looks sure. like. I mean, that's a big question. I know it could take a while, but hey, it's it your call. Take a while. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. So all the things that we just mentioned, they work, right? And if, and if you're the, the person in the market that can spend the most money and all that stuff, that'll work. But there's only room for one person in a market who can spend the most money, right? So, so what, what we, in, in, in most, most small businesses, but again, in most lawyers, their marketing is directed, it's, it's self-directed. So it's about them, right? It's all about how good I am. And it's also directed at the person who has already decided that they need to hire a lawyer. Well, there's a whole batch of people out there who have not yet decided. So in your world, there's a whole batch of people who may be thinking about cosmetic dentistry or Invisalign or something or braces for their kids. They haven't, they haven't decided. Um, and so instead of saying, hey, we do, it, we do that stuff for less, which is most advertising I, that I see in dentistry, um, we do, um, it's all information-based marketing. And so what we try to do is to develop um, white papers, books, CDs, all sorts of videos, all sorts of stuff for folks, no matter where they are and what we call the parade of interest. So let me give you the example in law and then just task those who are listening to this call later to think about this for your own practices. But um, uh, so let's end in my world now, car mm -hmm. accident case. So someone's been in a car accident, um, the first thing that happens is they're getting calls from adjusters, doctors are asking them to fill out forms, and they may be getting pitched by lawyers. And so we created information products that really teach you what you should do next. 
none of which is call a lawyer real fast, by the way, which is what most of the advertising is. It's, hey, these are the questions the adjuster is going to ask you. This is stuff you should tell them. This is stuff you probably shouldn't tell them. This is what you probably should be doing with your life right now. By the way, there's no need to hire a lawyer um, right in the beginning. Um, second thing is people, will, as they move along that path, they will start to think, well, do I need a lawyer for the claim, right? Uh, we created, um, now it would be, you, you couldn't do this in dentistry, but we created a book that, that shows people how to, how to settle their own case without a lawyer. You don't want them doing their own braces without a dentist at all. So you can, <laughs> the point is that's where they move. They move to, do I need a lawyer or can I do that ourselves? And so, so few lawyers, you know, they think, most lawyers think, well, why would you want to tell someone how to do it themselves? It's just taking money out of your pocket. The reality is that there's cases out there that are too small for us. It really is not worthwhile for the client. And, you know, a lot of cases are more complicated. So, but we're the one now who are providing the information, again, books and CDs. This is what, this is how you could settle it yourself. And they try. And if they sell it themselves, Jerry, I'm a hero because I taught them how to do it and they saved a bunch of money. If they find this too complicated, who are they calling? The guy who said to them, hey, go try it on your own. So, so it, it's, it's, um, you would probably skip that part, as I said, in dentistry, but you do get to the part where someone starts to think, you know, I do want this product or this particular service in dentistry, but you know what? I've never shopped for this before. I don't know anybody who has Invisalign. I don't know anyone whose kids have gone to get braces. I don't know anyone who's had cos other cosmetic um, dentistry work. How do I figure out who's really good at this, right? And so we created um, a product, a book we call, which is the truth about lawyer advertising, which really takes a shot at most of what you just talked about uh, and, and walks people through a process of finding the right lawyer for them. And so, and we're always very clear to say, look, we're not the right person and we're not the right law firm for everybody, but for certain classes of cases, certain types of people, we, we will be really good at what you need. But again, you're giving them helpful information to help them decide, do I go to this dentist down the road who has got these qualifications or, or what questions should I ask um, the, the dentist and the dentist team about um, you know, if I'm choosing uh, braces and stuff for my kids. And what you're doing with all of this stuff is you're building trust because people will do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And since they haven't worked with any dentist before, right, or maybe they've had a bad dental experience in the past, that trust factor, like lawyers, is either non-existent or low, right? Or like below zero, because some people, yeah. they, they start with the lawyer world like below zero, right? Yeah. Um, and we're building, we're building that trust. So what you, what you would think about as a dentist is, what is that thought process that people go through? Um, and, you know, we just mentioned one, someone who may have had a horrible dental experience in the past, maybe they haven't seen a dentist for 20 years because they remember as a, as a kid it not being really fun. Well, if you develop marketing for that person that speaks directly to them, you're gonna help develop trust relationships with them. You, you develop marketing for, for whoever you're trying to attract, thinking deeply about what is going on, what's the conversation in their mind as they sort through this deal. Um, and, and it's just so different from, hey, shouting at the top of the mountain, I'm a dentist, I got a coupon over here, or we have payment plans, you know, we take visa or we'll finance this. Because that's what everybody, you know, from what I see, right? That's what everybody is doing. And information first marketing, as Dan Kennedy is calling it, information first marketing separates you apart because so few people are doing it. And the reason they don't do it, they think it's too slow, too expensive. Um, again, you can beat each other over the head with your pay-per-click advertising, buying the center of some glossy high-end real estate magazine in your community. You can do that and you can win at that game if you can afford to pay the most. There's a place for that. But 98% of the rest of us, we have to do this guerrilla marketing that's actually really fun to do. And now there's a lot of really good models for it. So you don't have to, you know, you're not reinventing the wheel at all with this. Um, I would I would um, make uh, make the comparison in dentistry. One of the well, I'll, I guess I'll just give an example. And it ends up being a good plug for us here at Jerry Jones Direct, so I won't apologize too much. Um, so 
One of the things we do um, in our in our patient newsletters, and we're just starting this, is we run small little classified ads. So, um, and I'll explain how that works. So we have a dentist that comes to us and says, hey, I want to do some marketing. Fantastic. One of the things that we have at the top of our list for every practice, every dental practice is a newsletter to patients and not an emailed newsletter, but an actual physical yeah. newsletter. And I've been doing these things for literally 20 years, 22 years. I don't know how long it's been, but um, and so uh, one of the things we be, we're, we're beginning to do now is place small classified ads in our newsletter that direct a patient to request additional information about a specific procedure. So information first works even with current clients, current, current yep. patients. And so we might have a little classified ad that says, you know, uh, are you missing one or more teeth? Um, if you'd like, you know, if you're missing one or more teeth and, and would like to learn the different solutions available to you, um, you know, go to this webpage and then on the webpage, you know, they, they enter a code and, you know, a bunch of stuff happens. Anyway, uh, what happens and end up, ends up happening is they either have a report emailed to them or they have it mailed to them. It's their choice. And the special report then is your, is your version of the truth about dental advertising, or in this case, it might be um, how dental implants can, can solve, you know, missing teeth or how dental implants can replace dentures or whatever the case might be. So that's, that's the information first. And, and the way that would work, you know, in, I mean, you could run that same ad on, you know, Google pay-per-click, you could run that same ad in a newspaper, a magazine, whatever, but you're, but you're promoting the, the, you know, the, here are the solutions you may want to consider. And oh, by the way, we happen to do that in our practice. And so you're sharing information, you're building the trust, which is, is what you referred to there. And by the way, I think that that's that building that trust level derives a whole bunch of other benefits. So maybe you can talk about some of the benefits when somebody reads something that you've given to them that helps them with a problem or leads them further to a solution. What happens psychologically to that person? Well, let's start at the opposite side. So which is just old style, basic advertising. There's so many marketing messages out there every single day that the brain just has trained itself to shut that all off first of all. So if you're going to try to get someone's attention, you, you are one of, it's probably, you know, more than 10,000 marketing messages that you're exposed to every day now. So that's, so that's really tough. What, what, um, what this information based marketing does when it's done well, because it has to be interesting too, right? Not just like a treatise, a dental treatise on, <laughs> on implants, because that would right. be boring. Um, it just, it, let, let's start from the premise that if, if any patient was in front of any one of your dentists, that the dentist is good enough to have a conversation, talk to the patient and develop a trust relationship one-on-one. -on -one. So really what we're trying to replicate or replace a little bit is not really replace, but at least get, get it going is doing this in print or audio or by video. It's, it's helping to develop that feeling that, oh, Jerry is a good guy. He makes sense. Because you know what? The truth is they have no way of knowing whether you're a good dentist, right? Because they don't, they don't split test their dentist, right? They don't do one side of the mouth with one guy and <laughs> next time with the other, the other right. lady, right? So, so we have to give them other clues that this person whose abilities I cannot really evaluate um, is a good enough guy or gal that I just trust that their abilities are there to back, to back them up. Um, and so against doing this in multimedia, because we'll do it in, as you said, you know, books, white papers, emails, audio, video, you know, web landing pages, all of that stuff. Cause different people learn different ways. And that's another, sure. yeah. um, um, we've got a, we've got a, um, a, a state planning lawyer in our group who does this really wonderfully where every video uh, kind of ends with now I, I just told you about this you're probably thinking what about that well go to this video to find what about that and so again uh, the longer that you can keep someone sort of interested in poking around at what you have to offer the more that they are going to invest time uh, the more of an advantage you're going to have Versus the guy or gal who's again who's standing on top of the mountain saying, you know, we have coupons or you know we do Invisalign for less. Right, right. Um, the, 
I, I so what has happened when you how long have you been doing this marketing style? How long have you used this style of marketing? And what have yeah. you noticed? What's the psychological effect on a on a new client that this mark that this kind of marketing has? What do you see that you perhaps didn't see with traditional marketing? Oh sure. So so I, I mean I started as many lawyers do. I started in another firm, did 12, 13 years in a firm that of course was very traditional, didn't do any of this stuff, got out, started my own practice, because of course, how hard could it be to run a law practice? <laughs> I found myself really struggling. I didn't know anything about business. Um, you know, uh, luckily found a magnetic marketing through a, a sales letter. And as soon as, as soon as I could wrap my arms halfway around what I thought Dan was saying about this, uh, which is now more than 20 years ago, we started creating just white papers on the printer and running them off in the copier, you know, uh, the five deadly sins that can wreck your car accident case. Um, and so, and that changed everything because um, number one, and, and it's even, it's even more important today because what do you do? You, you, you want to buy something, you go on Amazon and you read the reviews. If you don't know anything about the product, you read the reviews, particularly if there's competing products. So we're always looking for, as consumers, we're looking for clues, we're looking for information. I would even venture to say that most dentists probably don't want the patient who is buying your services based on the fact that you're the cheapest in town. Those, if, if those patients are anything like legal clients, they're not good clients. They're not fun people to be around, right? They cause right. heartache to the team. So this also allows you to, to charge more and attract a higher quality um, of patient. But um, now I kind of forgot what, what the question is. But, but it, it, um, from the lawyer's standpoint, what, from the small, let's just say from the small business owner's standpoint, as you start to create these things, they now become marketing equity. I mean, they are, uh, we have pieces that are in place to get revised every so many years. But it, it, it is such a, it works for me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, without me hardly touching it, uh, to drive up a whole bunch of people down through our funnel. And the cool thing is, when you have a lot of people coming through your funnel, you can be selective, you can raise your prices, you can, if you want, hire more staff and get another professional in there, if that's part of what your vision is. Um, but the marketing is everything. And, and again, you're in a, almost a competitive vacuum since so few people have actually been introduced to this. And even so many who have been introduced to this, Jerry, they stop because it's work. I mean, look, let's face it, creating this stuff is work. Folks like you in the dental world can vastly accelerate that for them because there's a lot of this now that you can either help them do or I'm sure you have what we call you know, the done-for-you stuff. Um, and most will just, they just never want to invest time, energy, and money in creating this marketing equity. Those of you who do, I mean, it's almost impossible to not rise to the top unless you're a really, really bad dentist. Because, you know, we say to lawyers, this stuff should not by, be used by you if you're a really, really bad lawyer, right? If you're a, if you're a shyster, you don't use our stuff. Um, but I'm going to presume everyone has a certain level of competence. Being the best in your market, at dentistry is not a marketing advantage. Again, they can't tell, um, but being the best at marketing is a huge advantage for a business. Yeah, I would agree 100%. Um, let me kind of dive in a little bit more on that question. Um, when yep. 20 years ago, um, before you really got going with this type of marketing, this info first type of marketing, um, let's say you have a new client show up. Um, and they've, they've perhaps seen a yellow page ad or, um, let's use yellow page ad as an example. So really all they so had, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, kind of funny that those are like literally dinosaurs at this point. Um, so this person shows up and you know, you, you give them perhaps a free consultation. And so you hear the details about their case and you decide, you know, this is a case for me. Um, and you get to the point where you present how you're going to get paid. Um, do you notice a difference between then that's that same scenario then versus a scenario now where somebody who's had info first, they've read, they've begun to understand who you are, what you stand for, which is hugely important. This goes back to core values, mission, vision, right? Cause that should come through in your marketing. 
Um, so they know yeah. what you stand for. They've read about, you know, your successes. They've read it. They've read testimonials. They've read stories. They've, I mean, they really have a good picture of who Ben Glass is and who your team is. It, do you, what difference do you notice? Cause I know there's a difference, but what are the yep. differences you notice in those two scenarios? Let me put it this way. And this is weird to talk about yourself this way, but this is what my staff tells me. They say, the client says, oh my God, I get to meet Ben. I actually get to meet Ben, right? <laughs> or I've watched so many of your videos. I'm honored that you would accept my case. Um, and that's exactly the way you want it to be. And it kind of sounds arrogant, okay, a little bit when you, when you kind of hear that. But, but here's another mindset thing is that if you're good at what you do and there's a patient out there right now walking the streets for whom you would be the best dentist and they'd be a good patient for you, then you, uh, it's a moral duty to make sure they get to your place and not to the guy or gal down the street who wouldn't be as perfect a match. So that's how, you kind of, that's how I've resolved it anyway in my own head. Um, the other thing is, now let's go back to free initial consultation because let me tell you what used to happen is someone would respond to an ad with nothing else, just the ad, right? And they come in and in the first five minutes of a one hour free consultation, I'd figure out I don't like them or I don't like their case or whatever, but now I'm stuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I've, you know, I've offered this one hour consultation and I'm stuck with someone who's not going to buy either because I don't want them to buy or we're just not gonna be a good match. Right. What information marketing and, and this multi-step marketing does with a lot of different media is it allows you and them to feel each other out. And so people who come to me, they, kind of, they know that I'm not the ambulance chaser. I'm not the guy who's going to file the crazy lawsuit because the Subway sandwich is only 11 inches and not 12, right? I'm not, um, I'm not one of them. I'm not on TV with gory accident scenes. And that's going to attract a different type of, of client to my office. And the likelihood that we're going to get along, I'm going to like them and their case, and they're going to like me, goes sky high. So they're, you know, if we want to talk about, quote, their close rate, like my close rate is like 100%. If I want, if you come into my office and I want your case, you will sign with me. There's, there's not a doubt in my mind about that from our position and our experience. Now there's times when the case comes in, I go, that's not really a case. Right. But, but so now your whole efficiency of the, of the hours that you're going to spend in a day at the office goes sky high because you're repelling folks who wouldn't be perfect for you. And that's okay. There's somebody else out there in the world who they would be perfect for, right? But you're attracting the folks who are going to come to you um, pre-sold. I mean, you know, price becomes much less of a factor if that trust factor is really, really high. I will, people trust Apple. They pay outrageous amounts of money for an iPhone, even yeah. like people who can't afford other stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so let's be like Apple, right? Let's help them have that experience so that, so that they'll be good for us and we're good for them. Um, that's, that's beautiful. To me, that's um, when a, when a patient shows up uh, to me, it's like you're instead of, instead of just, you know, having the occasional referral patient who, who behaves just like you described, you know, they're yeah. excited to meet you. They've heard all about you. They have a high trust level because they were referred. Um, it's like you're working with patients who've been referred with you, or in this case, clients that have been referred to you, which means the price resistance isn't there. The, the trust level's high. Uh, the acceptance level is high. Um, the visit overall is better for them and better for you. And, um, and I share your sentiment about, you know, if you believe that you, if you believe in what you do, and you're the best choice for a group of people. It is your obligation, your responsibility, yep. your moral responsibility to attract those people to you and to repel those who are not suitable for you. And I think the more clear your vision is of what you want your business to be and how you want it to look, feel, taste, smell, or whatever, um, and how you want others to perceive that. I think starting with the vision, which is where we started this call, leads you to this point where you can attract the right and, uh, and repel the wrong because it's as important to repel the wrong prospect patient or client as it is to attract the Absolutely. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, go ahead. You go ahead. No, you, <laughs> if you're not comfortable, if you're not comfortable with that, you know, I deserve and, and, and I have to fight for them. If you're not comfortable with that, you just, you're just into a random chance business. 
which is okay if you're there by deliberate choice, right? Um, I mean, there are people who in my profession who put, um, you know, I, I will serve everyone, I will try to help everyone. And, and that's okay. That's a very diff, I found that to be a very difficult life um, because you do need that financial and emotional stability in your life. And if you're always serving, you know, the, only the neediest of the needy, it's just really hard to get high quality staff, deliver a high quality experience. And, you know, I find that a lot of folks just grow miserable with that. So the other well, cool thing, though, is when, when you're, let me say this. So when you attract the right folks for you and they're able to pay you, um, you know, what you want, you then have that space in your life to be able to do, in your world, charitable dentistry, right? In my world, pro bono legal, right? Because we take cases that we're interested in where people couldn't otherwise afford us because we've got a good business, Right. But we don't do it the other way around. We don't take a whole bunch of cases that they can't afford us and still have a crappy business. You can't, that's not a sustainable model. Yeah, you're 100% right. It, it, when you were describing the wrong, I mean, to me, the wrong kind of business, the one that is by chance, by happenstance, it's literally like owning an emergency room at a hospital. Like that is your life. It's chaos. It's just some days <laughs> that's it's right. totally shitty. Some days it's amazing. You save a life. But most of the time, you're doing a whole lot of work at a high at a high level of risk, and you're not getting paid. That's an ER, and and, and I, that just thanks. you're not like, getting thanked. <laughs> yeah, and you're not getting thanked either. It's like um, you know, it, it, and so and and it is nice to be thanked. It is nice when people appreciate what you do. They you know they give you a hug or they shake your hand or they send you a note. Um, and and so I I would prefer to not be in the ER business and instead be in a business like what you've described. Um, and that's that's the same sort of mindset I've had, you know, um, probably because we, you know, we've learned from, uh, we've read the pages of many of the same books and listened to many of the same people and, and kind of, you know, buy into that philosophy. Um, ben, I have one last question for in the, in the few minutes we have left. And if the answer gets too lengthy, um, it's okay. I yeah. mean, you know, if you need to, you know, if you need to cut it off or whatever, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but, but the question is this, when you are faced with a challenge, what methodology do you use to solve that challenge? How do you do it? It's a, it's a great question. And, the, and what I have learned is that I do not need to know all of the answers to all of the challenges. The answers are out there. And so, and again, it sounds a little woo-woo-ish. I need to ask the universe for the, for the answer. That is translated down to, let's just say, running an office, okay? Hey team, here's, here's our challenge. You all are really smart. You're aligned with our core values. I need your help um, with this. Um, so that's that, you know, and it used to be if I had a challenge and I couldn't figure it out, we just abandoned the effort to try to solve the challenge or I just, I lived with the challenge. What I have grown a lot better at is saying, Hey, this is something I don't know, or I do not do very well. I could go learn how to do it, but you know, all I need to find is one other person in the world who already knows how to do this. And the world is now much smaller because of the internet. And so, you know, if there's something I hate doing that needs to get done, I go look in the universe to find somebody who can do it for me. Someone who's been down the path before of adding like new practice areas to a business or in your world, adding a new, you know, type of dentistry, let's do implants, let's do whatever. Um, there's a path out there. And so being very intentional about saying to the world, to the people I run into, um, here's something I don't know, okay? And I need help on, and then shut the heck up. When the help <laughs> comes, you know, the instinct is to go to the 400 reasons why that idea won't work. Shut up, write down the ideas. Some of them won't work, but you know, we, so many of us just go reflexively to a negative mindset when someone's saying, hey, what about this? You know, so we're always looking outside legal, right? What's, what's the bagel bakery guy doing? All right. Oh, that won't work. Cause he's not a lawyer. No, shut up. Listen, how's he getting clients, right? How's he get people to come at four o'clock in the afternoon to a bagel store? Let's kind of figure that out because maybe there's something there that I can use. So it's ask the universe and then shut up and let the ideas come, write them down, cogitate, ask great questions. Tell me more about that idea. Have you seen, do you know anyone who's done this? Have you tried it yourself? 
um, when you tried it, what resources did you do? What challenges did you have when you tried the idea? How did you solve the challenges? So we don't object. We ask good questions. We ask deeper questions. And we, and we don't let the, I can't afford it, I don't have the right people, I'm not smart enough objections, which are like the top three things. We don't let them interfere with the free flow of ideas because whatever the challenge is, Jerry, someone else has already marched down that path. I 100% guarantee that. Yeah. We just got to find that person. Uh-huh. That's, I would agree. I love that. I love that, um, that methodology. Um, it's fantastic and I appreciate you sharing it. Um, it, I mean, we're at the kind of at our end of our time here. Um, uh, I would love to, uh, make sure folks know how to get a hold of you yep. and if they're interested in, you know, in, in how you guys market and what you're doing. I mean, I think you've opened the door here, um, for, for Dennis to understand perhaps a different way to look at marketing and, um, and I, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Um, how do folks get in touch with you? You got a, you got any books that, uh, that are out there right now they ought to be reading? Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, look, so go, go on Amazon, get renegade lawyer marketing. It's about lawyers. Okay. But it's about small biz and there's a CD into it where, um, I'm interviewed and we talk a lot about this mindset and philosophy stuff. So that's a cool play. Renegade lawyer marketing, uh, go to benglasslaw.com. Just if you don't do anything else, just watch the video that plays at the front because it's a video about why we do what we do. And, and I think you'll find it so far away from what most lawyers do that it, hopefully it'll be inspiring to you. Um, and the information marketing business is over at greatlegalmarketing.com. Um, and so, you know, in both of those, you can kind of see what we've done to the website to, to attract interest, right? We, we didn't talk about this much, but to get someone just to raise their hand and say, I'm interested. And yeah. now they, you know, they get pulled down a, um, a funnel, a pathway, right? Uh, where if they, the more they're interested, the more stuff they can get. We give away a lot of our best ideas because we're not afraid of that. Um, and then, you know, lawyers join us and, and clients commit to coming in and, you know, paying our fees and doing all that. So I think what you'd find at both of those websites is that they don't look like normal everyday lawyer websites or, you know, other business coaching, um, websites. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what a ride, what a great time, uh, cool. with today, Ben, I really appreciate it. And, um, I know our, our listeners are going to really enjoy this month's uh, interview. And uh, congratulations, by the way, on turning 60 this year. Um, you'll, be six, you'll be 61 here <laughs> probably sooner than, um, than this We're good. The CD gets out. But uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I uh, started doing CrossFit a year and a half ago. And, uh, you know, my goal is to, to see the other side of 100 and still be uh, able to, uh, um, you know, not have to depend on other people to get me up. <laughs> out of bed, have a um, life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like the fact that you've got a goal. Most people don't even have a goal to, to live to a certain age. They just kind of let it happen. And I think it's an intentional um, goal. That I, have too much stuff too. I have too much stuff I want to get done. I, I can't, uh, I can't have it otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Well, Ben, thanks a lot. Hang on the line here, but thanks a lot. I appreciate you um, okay, being part of our, uh, our, our uh, interview today. For everybody else, we'll catch you next month. Talk to you soon. Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you for joining me on this edition of the Jerry Jones Radio Show. You've reached the end of this segment. You can always listen in to the next show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jerry Jones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, Thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio Show.